It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hi there, and welcome back to Beyond the Building. We are really uh, so uh, enjoying our deep dive into the Word of God as the Holy Spirit is revealing uh, the deep dive to us on a weekly basis here as we've been following our uh, Bible study method, uh, known as the Reads Method. Deb's dad actually developed this. God gave it to him, and we are excited to share it with you. So if you have not been with us on this journey, uh, back in episode 92, we took an, an entire episode, really, and took each letter in the a- acronym Reads, broke it down so that we could all be on the same page together. Now, if you are somebody who has been following along with us, we're so glad that you are here with us as we're into our second month on the reads. And maybe you also have looked at the passage we're going to be looking at today. We're going to be looking at Luke 5, 18 to 25. But Deb and I had a little opportunity to speak before we got into taping this podcast episode. And wow, we're kind of shocked at the way that God, well, we're not shocked. We're just loving the way that God constantly changes things up. And if you remember back in episode 92, one of the important things to remember is this is not legalistic, right? If God chooses or the Holy Spirit chooses to speak first uh, in a way where we would see in the Spirit before we actually get into examining or coming up with an application statement, then we just want to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And so today, as we are looking at the story of the man who was brought to Jesus for a healing uh, by four friends and lowered through a roof to be in a place where he could receive his healing in front of Jesus. Debbie and I are both um, really just excited in the way that God has spoken to each of our hearts personally. Um, So we're excited to share it with you. We're going to start off with that R, which means read. We're going to read the scripture, and we are in Luke 5, 18 to 25, if you'd like to follow along with us today. All right. So let me start off with 17 to 20. And actually, I'll let you read 21 to 26. I think we want to throw that last scripture in there. One day Jesus was teaching and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee, from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and they lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Starting in 21, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, Why are you thinking these things in your heart? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them took what he had been lying on and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. Now, Laura, as you've mentioned, we chatted a little bit, which we don't do. That's right. We just let it roll and see what happens. But I'm really glad today we chatted because uh, this will be a very different podcast. It's going to be heavy 
on certain uh, aspects of the reads. Now we were both laughing. You and I both did very little on examine, which is not normal, especially for you. It's you my are, favorite part. That's your favorite part. <laughs> and so I did the same thing. Uh, really, I, I got very stuck into seeing in the spirit. It's like, remember, one of the things we mentioned in seeing in the spirit is that you put yourself in the scene. And so as I, I actually began to do that, even as I was reading the scripture in different um, translations, but the one piece that I did examine was I was curious about roofs. What were the roofs like um, in, you know, in the Eastern countries in Bible times? And that's where I actually did some homework and did, you know, a little bit of research there, but they were flat. They were very, very flat roofs and they would have, whether it was the different materials that they would use to like tarps, almost like tiles on the top of the roof, different, I mean, different home, depending if it was Roman or a Jewish home, they had different kinds of material, but bottom line, they were flat. And then the stairs, when you read that these men carried their friend up some stairs to get to the roof, stairs were on the outside of the house. It wasn't like in the house, it was uh, going up to the flat of the roof. And so that's the only exam I did. Like, what did you, you said you didn't do, you didn't do very much either. Honestly, my, my only examine really came from the scene. Okay. You're talking about putting yourself in the scene and you're talking about what the roof looked like and the stairs looked like. I was kind of thinking, what did the people look like? And when you look in uh, verse 17, even that we read, and then prior to that, this is a whole um, chapter about different kind of healing miracles that Jesus did. And more and more people just are coming out to all of these miracles. And you're seeing uh, that multiple people are going for multiple reasons. Uh, the Pharisees are there because they're very skeptical. They want to bring them down. You're seeing people from the village who are just curious, like what in the world is going on? And then you are seeing desperate people who have a great need, who need uh, you know, healing in the moment that they're living in. And the only other thing, uh, as far as the examine that I really was looking at, was there are four friends who probably have been trying all of their life, right, or as long as they've known this guy, to get him to a place of freedom. And while all four of those friends were important, right, the guy couldn't have gotten to Jesus with only three friends. Can you imagine how difficult that would have been? Like right. one corner's constantly sagging. Right. So you're seeing like <laughs> these four friends were necessary to get the man before the savior, um, but they weren't what was going to free him from the place where he had been bound. So I think that was just this picture, like all four friends were necessary. Um, you can't carry a mat with just two people without a whole lot of struggle. Uh, so that was really, for me, it was like, what does this look like as mm -hmm. far as um, examining it from a perspective of, of the people? Isn't that interesting? Because I was drawn in the scene and, and yet my perspective where the Holy Spirit was leading me to go was I was one of those friends, you know? And so, and I actually think we're going to flip it up a little bit differently today. And both you and I agreed, we needed to focus on sharing first with the see, the seeing, seeing in the spirit. So your acronym's a little bit backwards. I don't quite know what it sounds like, but we went read, examine, <laughs> another, another language, see, another language. <laughs> right. So I'm just going to read to you. Um, I'll see how much I read. I actually wrote quite a bit, but it was in seeing. And then I have very short application and dialogue, but I want our listeners to be able to hear when sometimes when God takes you into the scene, what does it sound like in your journal? Remember the emphasis is on what I see. I see not interpreting what you're seeing, just write what you're seeing. So I see myself looking down at my friend's 
shriveled legs. They're atrophied from lack of use. Gosh, this is my friend. How much of life he's missed out on, how many conversations he couldn't join because he couldn't get to the places where he could, co co could congregate. I see these long days for him. He was waiting for someone to help him, to move him one place to the other. I see, you know, as a man, he's never been able to get up and go to work. He's never had that good, tired feeling of a hard day's labor. I see him just kind of sitting there looking off in the distance. His eyes are kind of hollow. I see myself standing nearby. I have, I see his longing and I, I just want so much more for him. He's looking around at the people walk past him. I see some people stop and say hello, but I see most people just walk past him like he's invisible. I see my friends. There's three others. We each grab a side of the mat and my friend is wedged inside of it as if he's in a cocoon casing. I see his body bouncing as we walk each with a, a corner of the mat that's being pulled at a different cadence. I see Jesus's head through a sea of heads. Ugh. I actually wrote that. Ugh. How mm. will we get my friend to him? I see nobody's even turning to see that we're there, nor do they care. They're all pressing in, each wanting his attention. I see steps to the side. I see, man, I see the roof. I've been on a roof before. Could it be? Could it be we go to the roof? I see my friends look up as well. And then I see the nod that goes between the four of us. It's if the site, let's go for it. I see the ride get even bumpier for my friend as we ascend the steps. He is now gripping the sides of the mat. I see us lay him on the roof while we mark out where to begin to move the tiles of the roof where I see everybody calculating the space. I see my knuckles whitening as we lower my friend's mat down through the roof. I see pieces of the roof dropping on the crowd. They look up and now I see Jesus look right at my friend. And now I see Jesus look right at me. He catches my eye. He pauses right there and our eyes lock. I see a smile and he shifts his gaze towards my friend on the mat. Friend, your sins are forgiven. I see myself jump back. I can't believe he just said that. I see this dismay on my face. I didn't bring him here for his sins to be forgiven. I brought my friend for you. Don't you see his legs? I brought my friend there for you to heal his legs. I am sweating. I see drops of sweat running off of me. This heat is intense up here. I just carried my friend all the way over here, hauled him up the steps, took apart a roof, lowered him without dropping him for this, his sins to be forgiven. I look at Jesus. He's just focused on my friends. I see myself laying across this roof, staring down, watching the scene below me, and I'm listening. But then I see Jesus turn and talk to the crowd. I can't hear all of what he's saying. And then I see him turn back towards my friend, and my friend starts to move. I'm watching those shriveled legs start to get strength and he stands up something he's never done before he's walking i see my friend praising god down there and i am still laying on the roof simply amazed so Lara, that's what i i felt like i was just in it 
that 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 is beautiful and i am as you're reading that i'm seeing you in it i'm seeing you in a in a modern day situation with bringing a friend to jesus deb that's very very that's powerful and i i just i just laugh a little bit because um i mean we could not be more different on this we we talk all the time about how we have very similar roads right and we do but it's interesting how god speaks to us in very different ways so in my story as I'm going through Luke 5 on the reads and I get to the end and I'm, I'm asking the Lord for a picture, um, I very clearly heard through the dialogue and also at the end that I was the man on the mat. Now, you know, it's it's kind of vulnerable to say these things, Deb, right? Because we don't really, uh, to say that you're the one on the mat, right? You're the one who yeah. has the need is, is really being vulnerable for me. But I'm just going to share what you know, God had, because that's what we do. We're vulnerable. That's with what each we other. do. Yep. That's right. And so in the spirit, I saw a, a picture and I, I tried to draw it, but I'm not really an artist and it's me on the mat. I mean, it's me on a mat, but I want you to know that in my picture, um, there's nobody holding any of the corners. There are no people uh, on the four corners trying to take me to Jesus. There's nothing uh, supporting me. I am on a mat. And in the spirit, what I saw was uh, me trying to pick up pieces of things that were along the side of me that were scattered about around the mat and trying to put them on the mat with me. I see no one on the four sides of the mat holding me up. I just see me on a mat trying to gather what I think I need to do in order to please the Lord. All right. Oh, so, wow. I mean, just like this, this is huge, right? So I'm laying on the mat. And all I'm doing is trying to like, I mean, you know how you in a rush situation where you're trying to just grab everything that you can. I don't know. Someone's coming Mm -hmm. to the house. And for me right now, there's baby toys all over the place. And I'm just like, get them all in the toy box. Right. That's kind of the way I am on this mat. Like I just I'm scrambling. There's there's no structure. I'm trying to gather everything up onto the mat with me because it's almost like if it's on the mat with me, it's mine. Right. Right, And that, that that's not a healthy place to be, too. So I think I need to work backwards and maybe start into some dialogue here on, on my part of the story, Deb, in order to share how I got to that that seeing in the spirit. And this is um, really what the Lord spoke to my heart. Thinking about back to the examine that there's four friends that are leading the person to Jesus so Jesus could be the one to set them free. And this is my dialogue. Laura, I want you to know that the things that have kept you bound are purposed to bring you to me. Those that I have put around you are positioned to give evidence to my power working through you. What you heard in church yesterday, now this is a Monday when I'm doing this, on Sunday our pastor was speaking about four things that we need to look to uh, to help us through transition in a healthy, godly way. And it's interesting that the Lord revealed to me in this dialogue, the four things that you heard yesterday in church, and those four things are scripture, circumstances, hearing from the Holy Spirit, and godly counsel. The pastor was talking about them in transition, but the Lord was saying to me, those four things are the four friends who are to hold up the mat corners that you are on, right? So now let's think back to the seeing in the spirit. I'm on a mat. I have nobody holding up the corners. And in the dialogue, God's saying, I've given you four friends to get you to me, right? Scripture, circumstances, healing, uh, hearing from the Holy Spirit, and godly counsel. These are the four friends that are to hold your mat corners. They are leading you to me. And, and I said, okay, Lord, so if I'm being led to you, you know, what are the things that are keeping me bound? And, and he said, um, 
a lack of direction, which Deb, yeah. I mean, I'm, I need to pray about that, right? An uncertainty or a weariness in the season that you're in. Um, there are scattered things around you that you are trying to put on your mat, but they're just accumulating on the mat um, rather than allowing you to rise up uh, and take authority over the mat and walk in your freedom. Mm. And so as I, as I see this and the examine that I shared and then the, the seeing in the spirit, Deb, it's almost like I see in the story that there were four things that had to hold up the corners for this individual's mat to get him to Jesus. The four things did not bring him the freedom, right? Where the four things led gave him the freedom. And so I think the Lord was challenging me in the dialogue and then the seeing in the spirit that I have got to make sure that all four friends are holding up where I am in whatever season God is changing things around for me. And rather than just grabbing at things, right, I need those four things to lead me to Jesus and his plan uh, for what he has for me in this season and in the next season. So it was just interesting for me because I thought, huh, I mean, I don't feel bound, right? But I do know that I have the tendency to grab things and try to just do them in my own power. How important those four pillars are when we want to know where God is taking us next. Uh, and we don't want to be laying on the mat trying to do it all on our own. So let me ask you a question, just because you and I are doing this so differently today. <laughs> um, I Can you share your application so that, because again, I'm going to be on a whole different vein and I don't want our listeners to lose track. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're sharing this dialogue that God was challenging you. What application came out of that? If you could just read that. Yeah, the application, the application was, was um, I need to remember that when I do rise up from the places that have kept me bound, I am evidence that Jesus is who he says he is. And Debbie, that's interesting because like that was before I did the dialogue and the seeing and the spirit. And it didn't make sense until I got the whole way through, right? Because the man, when he got off the mat, he was evidence to the fact that Jesus was where all freedom comes from. And for me, it was almost like I've given you four friends to bring you to a place where there's going to be no more picking up scattered pieces and you're going to be walking in your freedom. And when you do that, it's going to be, there's going to be evidence to who Jesus is saying, I am who I say I am. Not that you are who you say you are, right? Right. I am. So I just think it was really interesting for me personally, because I was like, all right, Lord, it's challenging me to look at my whole story, my whole life right now and say, what pieces in my life are scattered? What really needs to be on the mat according to my four friends here? Right, right. Because if I use the four friends, what needs to be with me, because I'm getting off the mat, right? So so what am I taking with me? And and Jesus gets the glory. So really that's the sum up for me. But I remember the Monday when I, when I did this reads, I was like, huh, okay, Lord, this is not right. the direction I thought you were going to go, but I don't want anything I don't want to do anything that's outside of what he wants me to do because then we lose, we don't have the energy to do what he does want us to do. Right. You know, you and I did not actually, when we did the reads, we had not included verse 26. And I have no idea why we didn't include that in what we assigned each other. Yeah. But we added it today, right? Just listen to it again. This is, this really sums up your whole. Yes. Focus. Everyone was amazed and they gave praise to God. Yes, yes. But not to the not to the four friends, right? Yes. They were filled with awe and they said, We have seen remarkable things today. Yes, yes, yes. It Amen. all comes back to what God did. You know, the yep. four friends lead you to the one who heals you. Yep. So so again, this is it. the day of doing it backwards and mixed up. And <laughs> and we are it's funny that the same day the Lord, you know, when directing us, the Holy Spirit took us on a very unique dance 
with some extra steps in there that we mm-hmm, weren't quite mm-hmm. prepared for. So I'm, if you remember, I was my scene in spirit was coming from the perspective of one of the friends. And I think if there was one theme that came out of the scene in the spirit that frustrated me, I felt frustration come up was all this work like all this effort that went into getting this person in front of Jesus. And then Mm. Jesus looking at a shriveled legged man forgave his sins. And Mm. I'm kind of like, seriously, like, seriously, did you miss? That's not why I like took apart somebody's roof. And I think it was that emotion (laughs) of frustration that was really there. And then when I asked the Lord, what do you want me to remember from this? My application uh, says, I need to remember that my prayers may not be answered the way or in the order that I want them to be answered, but that God will answer in the correct way because he always sees the real need. Amen. And that goes right into my dialogue where I'm like, father, what, what are you speaking to me? It's kind of short and to the point. He said, Debbie, I see what you don't see. So I do want you to pray and I do want you to reach out and help those that are around you who are in need of healing. However, when I answer differently than you prayed for, or in a different order than what makes sense to me, you can trust me. I see the whole picture and I will put in, I will put it in an order so that I will be able to move to heal the whole person. So Amen. that to me, that's a big deal to me. So my heart is to lead people to Jesus and to, to find healing in him. But, you know, there are times that you just, the, the way he does it is a little different than you're expecting. Mm, yes. And if we go back to the examine part here, you know, even where we were just talking about the fact in verse 17, that there were people from every village coming and they all came for different reasons. Right. Right. And so I love what you just said, because all those people, they weren't getting the healed the way the people in... Uh, what 14 15 and 16 were getting healed and they everybody was going to get met in their own way and i just love what you just shared we do have to trust god even in the healing right that right. it's gonna he's gonna do what he's gonna do and that it's what's best even yeah. if it's not exactly what we asked for exactly and i think that's that was the big walk away for mm-hmm. me then that's not a pun the big walk away but 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 that's what happened yeah Yeah. so i think some i think some takeaway for our listeners is don't the reads is not a cookie cutter type of formula for your quiet time listen to the holy spirit direct you that's the most important thing that you can uh, remember to include and go with the direction that he's leading you know because ultimately he knows what he wants you to walk away with and, and that's, that's the beautiful thing about doing the read. So this one was really interesting, Laura, really, really interesting yeah, for you and I, yeah, not yeah. only was it just, I think God is using this equipped two months for us, for you and I, Yes, he, I is, think so too. he is doing some deep work in us because <laughs> yes, I, yes. I feel like we've been pretty honest from our, you know, our journals, we yeah. don't fully understand what he's saying, but yeah. there's something coming mm-hmm. that I think that he's laying some foundation for us. Mm-hmm. So, Laura, as everybody uh, joins us again next week, um, I think some of our listeners are actually looking at these reads ahead of time, you know, to, so they can compare notes with us. And so if you are one of those folks, start looking at John 20, 11 to 18. This is a really interesting passage where the resurrected Jesus encounters Mary. It's a, it's a short passage, 
John 20, 11 to 18. We'll, you and I will tackle that in another week. That'll be great. Um, I already am excited to hear what God has shown you. So <laughs> for for this episode of the the Beyond the Building podcast, where we're looking at equipped using the Reads Bible study tool. Um, thanks for joining us. Share this with a friend. I'm telling you, this is a life-changing Bible study tool. And when you start sharing it and doing it with other people, um, the word becomes so rich. Yep. Life life transformative for you. So from Laura and I, we want to say thank you for joining us. We look forward to regrouping in a week. God bless you guys. Bye-bye. Have a good week. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.